For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 as we're going through the book of Corinthians. And today we're going to skip a stone through chapter 9 and hit certain verses and topics to look at. And it's the Apostle Paul here writing to the the church at Corinth to the Corinthians, and he's answering some questions and setting the church right to where it should be and going down the right path. Amen. As each and every one of us as a church or as a Christian individual or family need that every day for God to set us on the right path. So look with me now in verse number one, 1 Corinthians chapter nine, verse number one, the Bible says, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are ye not ye, are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Mine answer to them that do examine me is this. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, as the brethren of the Lord? And Cephas? So Paul is telling the church here, am I not an apostle? Question mark. And they know that he is. He says, am I not free? Absolutely, he's free. As me and you are free. We are not slaves if you live in America. And he says, have I not seen Jesus Christ? Our Lord, he was an apostle. And the word apostle has the idea of a sent one. One who is sent on a mission for a certain thing, a certain Uh, goal in mind and Paul was sent by the Lord Jesus Christ to be an apostle for him to the church to be the apostle the disciple to the Gentiles amen first to the Jew and then to the Gentile because the Jews are God's chosen people the nation of Israel is God's nation. So if if you're wondering what a Gentile is, well, if you're not a Jew, then it doesn't matter what you are. You are a Gentile. So the Jews are God's people. But thank God, thank God he wants all of us to be saved. Jew, Gentile, black, white, rich, poor, tall, short, doesn't matter. Jesus came and died for every person on the planet that has ever lived or is ever going to live, but is it a personal decision of theirs if they will put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? And so Paul's writing to the church here. Am I not an apostle? Absolutely, he's an apostle. He's an ascent one with a certain purpose from the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Christ. He is an apostle sent by Jesus, sent by God. And he's writing to the church here. And here in verse number six, he starts a theme. And the theme is Paul has a right. Paul has a right to receive a salary for his ministry, for his work in the Lord. And so if you know anything about Paul, you'll know that he was a tent maker by trade. Paul had a trade. And let me just tell you, it's a good thing for any preacher to have a trade, whether it be a medical doctor, a dentist, a maintenance man, a, an architect, whatever the case is, a, a plumber, a pipe fitter, that's a trade, a trade, something secular, in other words, that you have the ability to make money at. And many times Paul worked, he worked and he preached. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with a man today working and preaching in the bible it was so amen but it is right it is right for somebody that's in what you would call full-time ministry if you want to call it that in other words you're getting a paycheck from the church because there are some churches that are just they're just too big the pastor does not have time nor should he have to work when there's that many people his job is to tend to the flock to preach the gospel of the lord jesus christ to lead the way in the church as being the under shepherd as he's following christ you follow him hey amen there's nothing wrong with that paul said follow me as i follow christ as long as that person is following the lord jesus christ there's nothing wrong with following them and so here in verse 6 starts the theme of Paul has a right to receive a salary for his ministry. And it says in verse 6, Or I only and Barnabas have not we power to forbear working? Who goeth a, a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth the vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth the flock and eateth not the milk of the flock? Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox, and treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care of the oxen? Now you think about that. Paul's saying, it's okay. It's okay for me to receive a salary in the ministry. Well, before you jump to conclusions, and before we even get to the end of the chapter here, Here's a spoiler alert that Paul did not receive. He chose not to receive any money from them. He, he worked, but he did not receive any money from them at this time. But he is saying, he is saying, listen to this verse again. For it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn, doth God take care of the oxen. And I thought about this. God laid this on my heart, that if you refuse to give to the church, if you refuse to give to the work of the Lord, if you refuse to give your pastor a salary, if you refuse to give an evangelist a couple dollars, if you refuse the work of the missions and giving toward missionaries, hey, it's just like you literally and physically putting a muzzle around that preacher's mouth and saying, no, you're not going to do this. And that's what the Bible's talking about here. But he's using, he uses an oxen, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. He's talking about somebody that does work. The ox does 
does work. A preacher does work. He preaches the gospel. A missionary does work. He spreads the gospel. An evangelist does work. He preaches the gospel. And for us, not to give to the work of the Lord is like you putting a muzzle on their mouth, stopping them from work, working in the Lord. Let me just tell you, it has nothing to do with that individual with you not giving money to them, but it has everything to do with your heart not being right before the Lord and giving it as unto the Lord. Because the Bible says, whatever you do, whatever you give, give it as unto the Lord. So if you give somebody a dollar or a million dollars, you give it, you're really, really, really giving it to the Lord. You're not giving to them. If they're really doing the work of the Lord, it's for the work of the Lord. It's for God Almighty. It's to, it's for to further the gospel. And if that person is a good steward, a good preacher, a good missionary, a good evangelist, he's going to use every dollar and stretch just as far as he can to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if you hold back and say, I'm not giving it. I'm just not going to do it. I just can't. Well, I, no, I'm not just going to suffer. I want to I want to go out to eat. I want to have a good big steak dinner. And let me just tell you, there's something in your heart that's wrong, and you need to get that right with God. I don't mean there's something wrong with a good steak dinner, because there's not. But I'm talking about the fact of you holding back money when you know that you should give it or when God lays it on your heart. There's a real problem, and it's inside, and it's in your heart, and it's not between you and that person or you and that missionary or you and that evangelist. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. And so you've got to get that right because you're supposed to give it as unto the Lord. Now, if you know somebody is misusing the money and they're going to misuse the money that you give them, then absolutely you shouldn't give it to them. That's being a bad steward. But hey, when it's going to the work of the Lord or given to your local church, and maybe you don't agree with every decision they make, and you don't have to because you're not giving it to them. You're giving it unto the Lord right? Amen. You just give it and pray for it. Amen. Give it and pray for it. Give it and pray for them that God will give them wisdom to make the right decisions, but give it as unto the Lord. Don't hold it back like you're putting a literal muzzle over that preacher's mouth. And that's what that verse is talking about. Don't muzzle out the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care of the oxen? Verse 10, or saith he it all together for our sakes. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. And listen to what he says in verse 11. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your, your carnal things? Paul said, if we've worked hard, and we've labored, and we've preached, and we've taught, and we've, we've worked hard spiritually and taught you all these spiritual things. Is it wrong if we reap your carnal things? In other words, your food, your morsel of bread, a bed to sleep in, a pillow to lay your head on, water to drink, money to buy clothes or whatever it is that they need. Is it wrong if we're working on these spiritual things for you? Should we not be able to reap carnal things, your carnal things? Well, of course, that's not wrong. That's even right within the Lord. They have a right to expect, hey, I'm working hard. I'm doing all I can. I'm preaching daylight to dark. I'm working hard. They have a right to expect 
to be taken care of. And it's our job as a church, as a Christian, as people to take care of those. And within your church, first and foremost, it's going to be the pastor. That's the person God has put in that position to preach the word, to watch over the flock, to watch for your soul. As one older pastor explained it to me, it's not just preaching the word as a pastor, it's watching over people's souls. Oh my, what a job that is. And so are, are they are they worthy to receive that? Absolutely. They are according to God, according to his word. And we should not hold that back like you're putting a muzzle on them. We should be have an open heart and freely give because the giving is not for God. Let me just tell you, God doesn't need a piece of paper with a, with a number on it. God already owns everything. That giving is to keep mine and your heart right because we are so prone. We are so prone to put our faith in that money. If I just had more money i could fix this if i just had more money i could fix my health if i just had more money i could pay all my bills if i just had more money all my problems be gone and god says no they won't if you just had more of me you put more faith in me amen and that's that's what it's for is for keeping our heart right with god and not putting all our faith and trust in that money because like the bible says the bible says that it's easier for the camel to pass through an eye of a needle is for a rich man to get into heaven because all his faith and his trust is in those riches it's very very hard for him to let go of that and put his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because while he's here on this earth, he can get just about anything he wants with that money. And all his faith and trust is in that money. And he's got to, to totally and completely do away with that. And get rid of that. And chew up that trust and throw it away. And put his trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so for us giving of money, that is to keep our heart right amen and it is right for us to give unto the work of the lord to a ministry first and foremost it should be to your local church to the one you're investing in the one that's in return investing to, into you and your family and your children amen and plus that is biblical and that is right there's nothing wrong with giving to another ministry to a radio ministry to like ours or another missions or children's home but first and foremost you make sure that you are tithing to your local church amen and god will bless that because it is right and so paul says here hey if we worked hard in the spiritual things we do have a right to receive your carnal things but listen what verse 12 says if others be partakers of this power over you are not we rather nevertheless we have not used this power but suffer all things lest we should hinder the gospel of christ so it isn't it amazing that Paul is explaining to him here why they have a right to receive a salary for doing the work of the Lord, why they have a right to receive money, if you will, for their spiritual work in and of the Lord. But then he goes on to say in verse number 12, we have that right, but we're not going to take it. We have that right that you, you should take care of us financially, but you're not going to do it. We, we are going to give all the glory to the Lord. Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Paul suffered many things for the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul suffered many things for the gospel. And I'm here to tell you, if you're truly sold out for Jesus, you're going to suffer many things too. And all of us might suffer a little something different. For some, it might be physical suffering. For some, it might be mental. 
For some, it might be your reputation that suffers. For some, it might be your job. For some, it might be your home. For some, it might be other things. But we're all, if you're sold out for Jesus, amen, the more you're sold out, the more Satan's going to attack you, amen? But it's through those attacks. Somehow, when, our, when we're weak, he is strong, Amen. When you stay faithful to him, people can see that. They can see where all your faith and trust is when the hard times come and the bad things happen and everything else goes down the drain. Your faith is strong when you put it in the Lord Jesus Christ and people can see that. And so Paul says here, lest we should hinder the gospel. Verse 13, do you not know that they which minister about holy things of the things of the temple and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live the gospel. Hey, if, if you're preaching the gospel and God's called you to preach just like the Bible says, you should live the gospel. They're, they're worthy of their hire. They're worthy of the wage. They're worthy to be sent out as missionaries and be taken care of and given to monthly. The pastor is worthy of his salary each and every week. Amen. They are worthy. But even on the other side, they which preach the gospel should live the gospel. If you're preaching the gospel, you need to make sure your life lines up with it. If you're preaching the gospel, you need to make sure your home lines up with it. If you're telling people about Jesus, you need to make sure that your life lines up with it. Amen? Because what is the first thing that you do when somebody comes up to you and tells you something you ought to be doing? You're going to look at them. You're going to look at their life. You're going to look at everything about them. And then you're going to take into consideration what they're saying. So if you're telling the gospel, if you're preaching the gospel, you need to be living the gospel. Amen. It's a powerful thing. Now it doesn't stop you from telling it. Nowhere does it say, don't tell it. You just should live it. No, no, you should be telling it first and foremost, but you should be living it to back it up. What you say, amen, because you say what you think, but you live what you believe. You believe the light socket will shock you, and that's why you don't stick your finger in it. You believe the fire will burn you, and that's why you don't stick your hand in it. Listen to me. You believe sin will hurt you, you need to stay away from it. Amen? Your life needs to reflect what you're preaching. And that's what he says. And verse 16 says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. The Apostle Paul did not take up the job of preaching. The Apostle Paul didn't just choose the job of preaching. The Apostle Paul answered the call to preach. No man just makes himself a true preacher. That call is put on him by God Almighty and put on his life. Now, it is up to that man to whether or not he will accept the call, whether he will be obedient to the call that God has put on his life to preach the gospel. Amen? So it's not just a job somebody takes up, but it's a literal calling from God himself on a man's life to preach his word. Amen. I like what Paul says, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. You'll be a miserable human being if God called you to do something and you neglect it and you reject it and you walk away from it 
and you run from it, I promise you, you are going to be one miserable human being because you are not doing what God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea, the alpha, the omega, the I am that I am, you are not doing what he called you to do. Now, can you think of a higher calling to do what God Almighty has called you to do? There is none. And listen to me, Christian, you will be one miserable human being if you shun and run away from what God has called you to do. And I like what Paul says, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. I will be miserable that I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And let me just say, tell you this, true happiness is found in duty and doing what God has called you to do. If God has called you, do it even if it's hard, he's going to give you a joy within your heart. In your heart, you are going to have true fulfillment in your heart, mind, body, and soul, because you are doing what God has called you to do, and that's when your cup will runneth over. It doesn't matter about the physical things if you're being attacked or slandered or run down or run over or stomped on. Hey, yeah, those might hurt physically. But inside, you will be fulfilled because you are doing what God has called you to do. And by the way, you can just expect those things. You can expect those things. You can expect to be rejected and, and looked down on and talked bad about. The Bible says, Yo, that they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So let me just tell you, Christian, just go ahead and expect those things. They're going to come. And when you expect them, it makes it even easier when it actually does happen because you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, and you prepared your heart and mind for it, that you know what? I don't care what happens. I'm going to trust God. Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel that God has called me to preach. In verse 18, he says, What is my reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. And so next, Paul refuses this privilege he refused his privilege there to be able to be able to get a salary from them. Paul worked hard, and hey, that's that's something good for us to look at, men. That there's nothing wrong with working a trade. There's nothing wrong with using your hands. There's nothing wrong with you earning a wage. I wonder how many more missionaries there would be in the world if people did that. If, if they just said, you know what, I'm going to get a trade and wherever that trade takes me, wherever God opens the door, hey, I'm going to start a church. I'm going to go out preaching. I'm going to go witnessing. I'm going to write some tracts. I'm going to do whatever I can do to get out the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. And then when God makes a way where I, I just can work on ministry full time, then they go that way. But there is nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with a man getting out and working, sweating and, and doing some toil, some sweating of the ground and the bible even says because we live in a, a sinful nature because there's a curse upon the earth that we will whatever we eat will come from the sweat of our brow so it's a good thing and you think about adam in the garden i thought about this even adam before sin entered into the world he was in a perfect environment and the perfect place but yet did god say just sit there and hang out have a good time he didn't he told adam he's gonna work he was going to tend to the garden. That was his job. So even in the beginning when it was perfect, there was still work to do. Now I imagine it wasn't work like we think, where there's sweat and toil and hurt, pain and agony and suffering and tiredness and all that. No, I'm sure it wasn't like that because it was a perfect world. But my point is there was still work to do in a perfect environment. 
So we can expect to do that in the future. Amen, Christian? And so I like what Paul does here. He refers to this as the Christian, as a Christian race. And he says in verse 24, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, one, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Run, you got to have a goal. You see, just like a, a, a person that is dedicated to a certain sport, they have a goal. And man, are they dedicated. They make a lot of us look bad. They won't drink caffeine. They won't have no sugar. They won't do this. They won't do that. They are completely, solely, and dedicated, solely, fully sold out for that. And that's what we should be also, Christian, running the race to one that received the prize. Now, we're not in competition with one each other, but you should be in competition with yourself, doing more each and every day for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here today to tell you, if you've never been born again, today is the day of salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died and rose again the third day, and ye shall be saved. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.